Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm Monsignor Jim Vlorn, and here is our producer and engineer, Mr. Stephen Shaldone. Ho, ho, ho. Hello there, sir. Into Getting the final ready. week. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. You know, like for me, I think I'm all ready to go. We have a lot yep. of Christmas programming. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that for our television and uh, listening audience. So I got a lot of that stuff down. Mm-hmm. And then it's a matter of kind of just, uh, you know, going through the days. I have a lot of masses, but I'll be yep. ready for that. It'll be all good. It'll be you good. know, all the Christmas, the last minute Christmas shopping has to happen this week. Yeah. Some of my dear friends, you know, not having the greatest Christmas, like they lost a yes. parent or they got yes. something going on. It's interesting because there's a lot of stuff you really can't control in Christmas no. time. You know, on every day, actually. And I think as you get older, you start to realize that, like, hey, I know a lot less about control than I thought I did, you know? Because no, I think no. we think sometimes we can control our lives. Everything. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of that cartoon where a guy said, I have all these plans and, you know, there's a cloud above and God just kind of laughs at him. Today, I'm going to talk <laughs> about two things we can control that matter so much. Love and forgiveness. Yes. I think those two things we really can control, and they bring a lot of happiness on. So I think if we could take a look at the stuff that God gives us that ability to control in our lives, we can love people, we can be kind to people, we can be mm-hmm. open to people, and we can forgive them. That's a huge thing, too. If this world kind of got into those two things, maybe we'd see a happy, a jolly a Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. For a, for a little bit more loving and kindness, and if we can carry that through the year, it would be great. It could never really hurt, could it? No. And I, the other thing, too, is like a lot of Christmas parties this time of year, too. There's yes. a lot of different. Does your company have one? No, probably not. No, we're too, too spread out. Yeah. 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 Now, what we do, and we're, we're about to have ours this week, so we're looking forward to that as well. So it's all about control in our lives. What can we control? What can't we control? I think, you know, no matter where we're from, I don't know, about, well, no matter what you do in your life, like we like to start out thinking we can control everything, you know? Yes. And it's a funny thing because I think, like I said, as I said earlier, as life goes on, you kind of feel like, eh. I can't control a lot of stuff. Like, you know, we could do all we can, like, to work out, keep our bodies healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and But then sometimes, like, people who are perfectly healthy wind up getting sick. And right. you say to yourself, how did that happen? Like, they take such good care of themselves, you know? Right. You I, I had this happen to a friend just recently. I was like, pancreatic cancer? How did you get that? God. Yeah. You know, it's just, man, oh, man. So I think ultimately it's about turning a lot of our life over to God, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of the 12-step thing, right? You know, best laid plans. You know, you can plan every detail out on a trip or anything else. It takes one accident and you're out of control again. Yeah, I think that's, you know, the story of life. But that doesn't make me anxious. It makes no. me confident. But thank God for God, because mm-hmm. God will take care of all of that stuff. It's about kind of turning yeah. it over and stop trying to rule your own life, be the master of your own life. Just say, hey, God, you know, I need your help. I can't do this. And I think yeah. that's the big difference, you know? You know, let, what does that say? Let me control what I can control, and I'll, I'll give the rest up to you to handle. Which is you know? nothing. So, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing. And I, I get every time I try to get like overly involved, I wind up looking stupid. Like even when we're doing like a production, and mm-hmm. I say, I think we should do it this way. I think I should have the lights over here. Why don't <laughs> no. I stand on? And then they'll just look at me and they'll say, uh, yeah, no, no. Nice idea, but nah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's a funny thing. Like, again, it's OK to be controlled. It's OK to be led. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's another yes. thing, too. It's so kind of giving up that independence gene that we have in our lives and saying, you know what? I need a little help. I mm-hmm. get a little guidance from other people is not the end of the world. Right. But the one thing you said before, you can control giving your love and you can control giving your forgiveness. There those it is. Two powerful things you have control. And I think if you put those in the blender, that becomes mm-hmm. generosity. Right. So being generous at this time of year is a good yes. thing, too. Right. And that's a nice thing, too. So we're looking at control in our lives. What can we control? What can we control? Put on the blender. We're going to do some good stuff today. To start us off, this is, I say it like a Long Islander, the blender. Rolling Stones, this is Under My Thumb. Under my thumb, the girl who once had me down. Under my thumb. 
the Rolling Stones to start us off under my thumb. Interesting. When we develop responsibility in our lives, we sort of get some control. And I think that's part of what we're called to take a look at. Under somebody's thumb is really no way to have control, right? When your boss is leaning on you so hard that you can't breathe, you can't be creative, you can't do things in such a way in an order that you feel you can do them, it's very tough, right? That kind of under thumb management is terrible. But I think when we're developing a personal responsibility, getting our jobs done, I think that kind of thing makes a big difference. That helps us to really develop a sense of responsibility and belonging. So for us to start it off, you know, we really kind of ask God to help us to be formed in his image and likeness, to live as he wants us to live, and not to be under the thumb of things, right? To do things because it's the rules is one thing, but to do things because it's the right thing to do or the thing we feel called to is so much deeper and so much more important. And I think that's part of the control in our lives, that we can control our motivations. We can control some of this stuff, and how we react and how we act makes a huge difference. It's going to be the key to happiness in a lot of ways. Here's Billy Joel, I Go to Extremes.
great song, Billy Joel, I Go to Extremes. It really talks about a loss of control, right? You know, just going crazy in our life or, or things that kind of get out of hand. Most of us, when we go to some kind of extreme, end up there, not because we want to be or not because we chose to be, but things kind of unravel, right? If you think about that in your life, you know, it unravels because we're not paying attention. It unravels because we're just looking the other way personally and say, geez, I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't have taken that. I shouldn't have drank that. I shouldn't have said that. But it's all because we're not really monitoring. And part of that, I think, is a certain awareness, right? We need to pray in such a way that we're really being aware of what's going on. I think it's really important about that, to recognize the importance of being aware and how awareness helps us in an immense way. That's such a key thing for you and for me, to be aware of that which is around us, aware of our own idiosyncrasies, and with God's help, we can kind of stop it before we get to the extreme. Those small victories make a big difference. Nobody's gonna be perfect today, but all of us can be a little bit better, a little bit more involved, and that makes all the difference in the world. That's part of the challenge of this. Here's Don Henley, this is called New York Minute.
Don Henley, New York Minute. I always wonder if this song plays across the country. Like, do people all around the country listening right now know what a New York Minute is? I don't know, you know? Uh, a New York Minute for us, for we who live in, in near New York and in New York, there's something about a New York Minute. It's something that happens in the flash of an eye. Boom! All of a sudden, you're in it. And it's about those immediate decisions that we make in our lives in those moments, you know? That's something good to think about. Like, when is the next time you're going to have to make a decision on the spot to do the right thing? to have self-control, to do what God would want you to do. You know, those moments we have to be prepared for, and it's not like we can kind of set ourselves up for all of these moments, but we need to recognize, yeah, these things are gonna happen, and how do we act on it? Well, it takes a life of faith, it takes a regular sort of reflection in our life every day to use the gifts God has given us to respond in the appropriate way. We can't have explosive minutes every day, and we can't take on anger and pain and screaming and yelling all the time. So it's about using that stuff properly in our lives, a holy anger, a holy passion, and recognizing how that can maybe call us to more, but also to be people who really recognize the power of God in our lives and say, yeah, I'm going to do this the right way. Here's the Beatles' Nowhere Man. He's a real nowhere man, sitting in his nowhere land. <laughs> 
Beatles Nowhere Man. It's an interesting thing to be a nowhere man, to be sort of untethered, uncommitted, and just kind of floating around, floating through life. But we know those kinds of people, I think, and sometimes maybe we look at that and it seems a little attractive. Gee, I wish I could be like that person, so carefree. I don't know if there is a carefree person alive, actually, on this planet, but there's ways in which we can remain uncommitted to important things that kind of make us less than human in some ways. Like, we're, we're called to sort of get involved in certain things, to be people who stand for something. And it's also good to know like what you stand for and so that people know what you stand for. Sometimes I think we just become these sort of people who just are friendly and kind and maybe we don't stand for a lot. Now and then in life we have to take a stand. Now and then we have to say, hey, this is wrong. Hey, this is not where I'm coming from. And be able to be those people who say, yeah, I'm not a nowhere man. No, there are things I believe in. There are things that I stand for. There are things that are sort of non-negotiables for me. And those are important things for us. So hopefully it's about compassion. It's about understanding. It's about community and family and faith. But those things are such an important part of our lives that we're really called to kind of recognize that. Here's Patti Smith. This is called People Have the Power.
I'm on Senior Jim. You're listening to Religion and Rock. We're talking about control in our life. Patty Smith, people have the power. We have incredible power in our lives. And I would say, spiritually, our biggest power that we have is to love and to forgive. And that's an incredible thing when you think about it. Like, we can make a decision to truly forgive. There's something amazing about that, you know, to, to recognize that gift to say, I'm no longer going to be angry about this. I'm no longer going to hold this grudge. I'm no longer going to um, fire up the engines and be angry at this person. This can't do it anymore. There's something great about letting that all go, and it's not easy to do. But that's part of the challenge for you and for me, that for us to be whole, we need to be those people who are willing to let go of the pain that we sometimes harbor against others. Maybe we harbor some pain against ourselves. And that's the same kind of thing. Can we kind of use this time of year and say, yeah, you know what? I'm letting go of that. I'm going to take control of that particular gift of power in my life. And I'm going to say, I'm forgiving me because I know God forgives me and I need to move on. We have ways of kind of sacramentalizing that, right? Through the sacrament of reconciliation, going to confession, getting it out, letting it go. And then that's that fresh start. That's that light feeling we feel after celebrating that sacrament that says, huh, that's over. That's something great to be able to forgive ourselves, move on, maybe forgive somebody else and move on. Even if we can't find them or see them, to be able to move on in such a way that we have literally the power given to us by God. Here's Led Zeppelin, Ramble On.
Led Zeppelin ramble on. We all ramble on a little bit, and sometimes we ramble on too much, right? It's about that balance of faith and action and preaching and doing that makes the difference in our lives. I know there was one of the great spiritual writers, you know, who said, always preach the gospel, sometimes use words, St. Francis of Assisi. There's something important about that, right? That St. Francis understood that. Sometimes it's about the actions that preach the gospel and live the gospel. Sometimes it's about how we treat one another, how we have respect for one another, how we respect the world, how we respect life. There's something very powerful about that. And I think that's what we're called to recognize, that we could just end up rambling on. And that could sometimes be the worst thing for faith we could ever imagine, because nobody likes to be beaten in the head, right, with faith. But I think it's about sometimes that commitment that flows from us that inspires other people. I know people who I bunk into all the time who are really holy people, but they're holy people because of who they are. You can just feel it in them. There's a guy who's a physical therapist over where my dad is in the nursing home. He's just a holy guy. You can feel it. When I walk past this guy, I know he's a holy guy. He inspires me. We can inspire others by how we live our lives, not necessarily even with the words, but the actions that God has given us and called us to do with one another. Here's you too. This is called Bad.
Well, control in its extreme is always bad, right? Because when it becomes not free, when it becomes not a commitment to something that is good, it becomes bad. When we're told this is all you can do, you need to live in this tiny room, I'm shackling you, you can't leave this, or I have labeled you this and that's all you'll ever be. Those kinds of things become bad things, right? They make us sort of less than human. We become somebody else's description of who we are. So there's a certain freedom in faith that prevents that, right? Because we can develop into who God has called us to be using our gifts, understanding our gifts. That takes time and it takes understanding in our lives. I know in my life as, as a younger guy, as a teenager, you know, they had all these preconceived notions of who I was going to be and who I'm supposed to be. And yet, as God called me forth and things kind of changed, then you sort of find who you are. Now as an older guy, I look and say, yeah, this is what I am, Lord. This is who I am. And you know, take it or leave it. This is the gifts that I have. Some of them are terrible foibles, but also there's some gifts too. And be able to balance that out. It takes a lifetime to get there. But that's about prayer. That's about commitment and recognizing God in our lives. That God does not create bad. God creates good. And we're called to kind of hang on to that forever. Hey, here's Bruce Springsteen. No surrender.
Bruce Springsteen knows surrender well. But here it is. Control in life has to do with perseverance. We can't give up, right? So we have to try every day to find the support we need to persevere to be able to control angles in our life. Any of you who are in a 12-step program, you know that. The power of what a meeting is about. Why do we go to meetings? Why would you go to a 12-step meeting? Because there's a certain power there, that God lives there and calls us to sort of have that control with his help in our life. It's all about that perseverance that's so important in life. A lot of times I think we call you know, God and say, hey, this is it, I'm throwing in the towel. But I think ultimately in our lives, we have to pray to persevere and say, this is hard, Lord, but I need your help to stay in there. I need your help to hang in there. That's kind of what we're called to sometimes. It's not running, it's embracing. And sometimes it's embracing what's really not all that pleasant. Any of you who are going through chemotherapy, any of you who are going through radiation, you know what that's about, right? It's, it's about that perseverance, about hanging in there and knowing that God is with us in all of that struggle, calling us every day to kind of see his presence and know his presence in the midst of what's going on in our lives. That's hope. That's a control in a sense. It's a beautiful gift from God that we're called to recognize in our lives. Here's Dire Straits. This is The Bug. Sometimes you're the 
There's Dire Straits, the bug. Yeah, sometimes we're the windshield, sometimes we are the bug. What do you do when you're just walking along and all of a sudden something out of our control causes something to happen to us, right? We didn't do anything wrong. We didn't even ask for anything to happen, but all of a sudden we're in the middle of something. So it's embracing the things that we sometimes can't control and entrusting those to God that makes the difference in our lives. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be the simplest thing, but sometimes it's about turning it over to God and just saying, hey, listen, this one's out of my hands. I could have never planned for this. All of a sudden, I'm smushed here by life. Well, that's important for us to be able to be those people who recognize that and know that God is with us in the midst of it all. So if you're having a bug day, if you're having a bug life right now, you know what? Turn to God and ask God's help, and that kind of help will change everything. Hey, here's Collective Soul. This is called Full Circle. Yeah. 
is collective soul full circle. Well, we do come full circle in life. When we start off as kids, you know, life's going to be forever and we're going to do everything and we're going to really, you know, hit our stride and do great. As life goes on, you start to see the rhythm of life and say, hey, you know what? I'm doing the best I can. I'm using the gifts God has given me. Use those great gifts. Recognize that ultimately we can't control everything, but there's certain things we can control. And with God's help, there's nothing we can't do. That's the great hope of today. That's the great hope of Christmas that you and I are called to come to recognize. God is really with his people, calling us to happiness every day. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, Monsignor Jim Vlaughn. It's engineered and produced by the great man of self-control, Stephen Shaldone. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>